Hits FM, hello. Hello. Hey, Brad, how's it going, man? Good, how are you? I'm doing awesome, man. Now, you're here to talk about March of Dimes Canada, and I know you're a spokesperson for the Stroke Recovery Program. If you talk to someone who has a stroke, they assume that their life is over. How were you able to mentally pick up and carry on after yours? Well, I was just as despondent as everyone else. Um, I I was devastated by my stroke. Uh, it couldn't have come at a worse uh, time. I... I couldn't believe it when I was going through it. I kept thinking, how did this happen to me? And I was, you know, pretty low on 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 everything. I, I felt um, it was all-time low for me. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of people that helped uh, bring me around, you know, physio people, people in the hospital, the nurses. I mean, I'll never, never forget the nurses that uh, worked with me in the hospital that took so much patience and time to kind of help you know, little pep talks at night before we go to bed. And, you know, there's just so much <clears throat> that goes into all those things. And one of the one of the big things that really, um, you know, really lifted me, and especially something I found myself remembering over and over and over as uh, as I went through it was uh, I got a call about 10 days into it from uh, when I had my stroke. Uh, Walter Gretzky gave me a call and he gave me a pep talk and told me not to give up and don't despair and you know kind of the same old speech but coming from Walter and just the words that he used and uh, as I went through my recovery and I remember praying every day that I would get out of my wheelchair as I slowly uh, you know improved and got it did get out of my wheelchair I found uh, Walter's words echoing in my head all the time don't despair stay positive you know you don't give up and you know, all those things made a difference, and I, you know, you know, a year later, I'm walking into the uh, stroke ward. You know, I'm not in the wheelchair anymore, and I got a lot of my old self back. And uh, you know, I found that I was an inspiration to people that were just suffering strokes, and people that I've been with uh, from the from the onset. That uh, you know, just seeing me, I always thought kind of sometimes you feel bad that maybe I got. I got more of a recovery than than someone else, but I found that that wasn't the case. That I think when I think of all the sort of the class of stroke people that I was in with, they were always inspired by the fact that I had such a good recovery, and they found used that to help um, you know benefit themselves and uh, by setting by example sort of thing. And uh, I think all that is what I'm you know that's what I try to do today. I'm, try to give back and give hope to people that have just suffered strokes and the little things that March of Dimes does for people that uh, and their families when in the very beginning when you go through all this because it can be so um, it can be so devastating to everybody not just yourself but the people that are around you and your family as you go through a stroke and sometimes just a little bit of hope and uh, someone keeping the the fire going for you it can be really a beneficial thing so brett as a spokesperson for the stroke recovery program for march of dives canada how have you been able to use your experiences and your celebrity to help others who have suffered a stroke well i think i can think of a lot of sort of small examples of that um you know i wouldn't want to give pat myself too hard on the back you know but i when in comparison to uh, the nurses and the physio people and the doctors that are right in there sort of hands-on uh, helping people, you know, but I think, you know, for me, I know that um, when I suffered my stroke and my sort of, I, I realized a couple of months or a couple of weeks into it that 
my biggest goal was to get out of the wheelchair. Just want get me out of the wheelchair and uh, whatever else I don't get back, I can live with. And uh, <clears throat> when I did get out of the wheelchair, like it took me about three months to get out, and uh, I was still pretty shaky when I did get out. Uh, and I lost the, you know, I feared that I'd never, you know, never be the the guy that I was, you know, before. But um, I think when I look back at a few years ago when I when I went in and sort of came back and wrestled Vince McMahon at uh, WrestleMania 23 or something in Phoenix. I don't know what the actual WrestleMania mm-hmm. number was anymore, but it was uh, really important to me to just to walk down the ramp one more time and to walk out. And even if the match was kind of a farce, it was still um, um, just just the the ability to to soak in that moment and walk through walk to the crowd and walk through the crowd and get to the ring and climb into the ring for one more sort of match was was a huge thing for me and i i don't know how many people that i um that connected with me on that when i had my stroke but i know that a lot of people that especially a lot of the elderly people you know when i used to come in walk into the stroke ward after i'd recovered even modestly recovered it was an inspiration to all of them in there and they would tell me that and tell me just keep going and sort of carry the flag for everybody and uh, that's what I've tried to do you know I think it goes a long way like I said when I think of Walter Gretzky and his pep talk you know the words that he gave me never never stopped echoing in my head as I recovered and you know and you think sometimes that it doesn't make a difference but it does make a difference and uh, you can never give up never hope against hope and uh, you know I did that with um, myself and I tried to just pass that message on to to any stroke uh, survivor, you know, there's, you know, when you have a stroke, which I didn't realize in the first, in the beginning, but you're about a hair away from being dead instantly. The fact that you don't die on the second you have a stroke is a miracle in itself. So when you live or survive a stroke, you're, it's a miracle period to start with that you're, that you're still here. And then you just got to start rebuilding yourself the best way you can with what you got. And uh, it's a long, slow process, but, you know, I've always been grateful for all the people that helped rebuild me through that all those years. And, and Brett, you know, you've been through a lot, obviously in your in your personal life and with professional wrestling. And now you've got some new family coming up the ranks in the wrestling world. What kind of advice have you given them to make sure that they don't make the same mistakes that wrestlers uh, of your generation did? Well, like my um, my niece and my uh, and her husband and and um, my nephew Harry, the Bulldogs kid. Um, they're all really sort of clean cut um clean machines you know they're not uh drinkers or partiers or anything like that and you know i was always pretty uh modest with my uh my bad behavior i was always walked a pretty good line and took pretty good care of myself and uh you know i think it's just important to you know to to live a good life and uh take good care of yourself because uh the thing about strokes is they can happen to anybody any age, you know, I was in a stroke war with kids that were 17, 20 years old. Um, and, you know, I can say, you know, people that smoke, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a real strong connection between people that smoke cigarettes and, uh, and strokes. And, you know, every time you light up a cigarette, you should think twice about, uh, the consequences. And, uh, no one ever, nobody wants to suffer a stroke. It's one of the worst fates you can never have it's it's a horrible dilemma to be in and uh and 
you should do everything you can to avoid it. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, in my case, I can just sort of pass on that message that uh, when you do suffer a stroke, regardless of how you got there, you know, you can feel free to use me as an inspiration because I've been there. I was on my back and I couldn't, I couldn't pick up a toothpick with my left hand. I couldn't stand. I couldn't, it took me three months to wink my left eye. There were so many things that I lost. Um, I had trouble talking. I had trouble communicating. I, I was, it was a horrible experience and, uh, I was about as, um, far down as you can go. And I'm, when I look back at how I recovered, uh, it, was, it was a miracle that I got the recovery that I did. And I, I consider myself a very fortunate man that, uh, had a lot of good people around him, a lot of hospital staff, uh, stroke uh, the, the physio people that um, worked on me every day and whatever, despite whatever mood I was in or how frail and sort of emotional I was at the time that they they carried on and stuck with me and helped push me to the next levels. And, uh, I, you know, as you, as you do evolve and recover and kind of get back on your feet, um, you never forget it. I never forget the nurses that were in there with me that uh, would uh, give you a pep talk uh, late at night in your room about recovery. And, you know, you you see nothing but dark, but uh, there can be light at the end of it. That's for sure. Awesome, Brett. Well, uh, thank you so much for, for chatting with me this morning, man. All right. Okay. Good to talk to you. Take care, buddy. Okay. Bye.